Okay, and so to uh, what many people would think is Amdram. I know I'm I'm going to get myself into an awful lot of trouble for saying that, but uh, uh, joining me now is uh, Philip Fry, He's vice chairman or vice chair of the Oxted Players. I got that wrong, didn't I, Philip? Well, at least you didn't say chairman of vice. That's fine. <laughs> no, I was talking about the Amdram bit. Oh, the Amdram, definitely. Oh, that, that, that's a definitely a slander nowadays. What is what is the problem with that one? I mean, most of us know that. I mean, just explain it to us very quickly. What's the problem with it? I suppose when you say the word amateur, people associate that with being low quality. And, and you know, the world today is very, very different. There are obviously people that have been professionals that have retired or things, so they get involved in it. So I think the words amateur is, is you know, it's there because people aren't paid, but I think there are different connotations to it. So I think that's where people can take offence. OK, OK. Well, let's go back to the days when it was known as Amdram and the, yeah. the, original, the, the, the origins of the Oxford players. Yep. So, I mean, the Oxford Players was actually formed back in 1946, uh, sort of under the name of the Student Players, and uh, then became the Oxford Players in around 2000. So, you know, we've been around um, a lot of years now, and uh, obviously right associated right in the middle of Oxted. Um, pretty much most of the shows pre-pandemic uh, we did at the Barn Theatre. Uh, and still do. We run a couple of shows every year, plus obviously the, the highly popular pantomime that we do there as well. Yeah, I'm guessing so, this was all to do with uh, sort of uh, local people who are interested in theatre, interested in doing a bit of acting, but uh, never quite made the pro stage, deciding to do some stuff locally. And I mean, it's a story f- that uh, crosses the whole of the country, isn't it, really, with, with uh, these sorts of theatrical groups? Oh, it, it is. And, you know, I don't think it's just about the acting as well. And I always I'm very careful of saying that because, you know, there's lots of opportunities, people who are very good with the hands, you know, the set builders, the people who do the costumes and makeup. It depends on volunteers to get involved in all that sort of area. Yes, you know, the actors, obviously, are the people at the front, <laughs> but it is a huge task with a lot of people involved and it's all volunteers. But I think the other thing about it, it's about engaging with a with a, a great group of people. I mean, amateur theatre or whatever we call it is is about getting involved in something. And and I think nowadays it's also important because it's about you know communication. And I think as you know, we've seen with the uh, the pandemic, you know, it's trying to get with people, talking to people, being around people. And amateur theatre is a great way of doing that. Yeah, I would imagine the camaraderie in there is uh, is pretty good as well. Yeah, it, it's fantastic fun and uh, not quite like a rugby club or something like that, but it's still a good laugh. Well, I mean, there are many organisations that run along similar sort of lines that all rely on volunteers oh, yes. uh, and uh, some do the most remarkable work. And uh, uh, amongst those, of course, are some of the uh, uh, local uh, drama groups, which I suppose is probably a polite way than saying Amdram. Sorry, I'm going to get my knuckles wrapped again for that one, aren't I? I know that. But uh, up to the point of... Um, uh, the 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 pandemic. I'm presuming you put on a couple of uh, couple of shows a year. Yeah, we uh, we've always done two shows a year: one in May, uh, one in October. And as I said, then we do our uh, pantomime uh, normally in January. I'm so on. pleased to hear you do pantomime. I love it. Oh, absolutely. And and it's it's really, in a way, it's been the cornerstone of what we've done. And it's uh, I'm delighted to say it's a huge success and, and always tends to sell out every year in, in Oxford. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. yeah great. Fun. I'm just trying to imagine you as a pantomime dame. That's the only problem. Well, no, I haven't done that. But I will say that a couple of years ago, I did appear as the parrot. Ah, 
<laughs> I'm saying no more on that. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> no. So up to the pandemic, I mean, how how is an organisation such as yours funded? Because, I mean, it's not a cheap thing to put on these sorts of productions. That That is the real challenge, Tony. You're right. We're an amateur group. Um, you know, we depend on people coming to see the shows, really. That's how it's funded. So, you know, pandemic obviously caused a lot of problems because it's not just you can say, right, the pandemic shut everything down. We don't have any costs. You do. You have to have, you know, you have some costumes in store or props in store. So there are ongoing running costs. And, and of course, we are not the barn theatre. So when we do shows, we have to hire out the theatre. You have all the electricity costs. So yeah. it is amateur, but it is still expensive. So it is very much around you know people coming to see the shows and, and paying the tickets and we're also conscious though of course with the modern times of trying to keep prices as low as possible because it's you know we're all struggling uh with all the new increases and the challenges so it's about also making it fun and making it cost effective for people still to come to live theater again it's it's one of those things that is a very common problem to nearly all voluntary groups or yep. voluntary organizations doing one thing or another with more and more things becoming voluntary strangely yeah. enough um all chasing similar pounds i suppose it's a bit like the charity sector where you you're all chasing the same pound but you've also all got to seriously watch um watch your costs how do you do that with with something like uh, a production where you know it's not a case of uh you know oh we can do without that you really do need like your set design and those sorts of bits and pieces you can't do without them how how do you make cuts well, you don't. You're right. I mean, you have to. Well, you have to cut your cloth to what you've got. So, you know, depending on the production, it's you know, you might do things that depend on less scenery. Um, you know, uh, but obviously, pantomime has to be the big one. So, pantomime is obviously hugely colourful. Lots of sets, lots of costumes, and everything else. But I think. You know, certainly we've seen in the last couple of years of the pandemic, you know, a few sort of amateur societies, unfortunately, have um, gone by the rails. And uh, it is a real challenge in the modern world. And of course, the world has changed and the Mm. the young kids and whatever. It's all the new, you know, it's TV and film and it's your phones and everything else. And how do you, you know, get people back into live theatre? And and live theatre is such a wonderful thing, you know, and it is such a shame that the insular nature of, of phones in a way is taking that away and uh, so we you know i think theater has to change and i think that's really important as well i think it's the, it's the way again with many many things we are seeing all sorts of change and certainly uh with the onset of the pandemic things had to change as a matter of yeah. course uh the only problem for groups such as yours is that of course public performance was really pretty much outlawed uh for a while and not just the uh, voluntary sector of uh uh, of the industry, but the the, the pr- paid professionals also had the same problem. Professional theatre had yep. exactly the same problems. So, I mean, did you effectively just shut down for for COVID, or did you do something else? No, we, weirdly. It gave us the opportunity to do something that we've been talking about for ages, and we created what we call the the Tops Fringe, um, and and it's something that we've been very keen to do because, as I said, we're really concerned that people associate theatre with just you know you go to the theatre, you go and see a show, la la la. But it isn't about that. The world's changed, so we created the Fringe, and uh, obviously when we were allowed to, we went and performed uh, in pub gardens. Mm-hmm. Um, and and because of that, we started that a couple of years ago. Um, 
you know, to, to 20, 30 people, wherever we could, obviously all socially distanced. And, and that's kept on from them. And I'm delighted to say that the Fringe has now um, become a, a, you know, a thing of its own. And as well as being a chairman of Vice, I'm also uh, responsible <laughs> for trying to drive the Fringe. And, and, and it's really good because the other thing about the Fringe, people sometimes are very scared to go on. And, you know, if they've never really been part of the theatre to go and get involved and do a part in, you know, when you've got all the stage and lights. The Fringe gives us the opportunity to give people who wouldn't normally get some of the you know the stronger parts whatever an opportunity to really get out there um and and do something and it's also even lower cost you know it's it's almost a nothing cost uh and it obviously helps the you know the pubs and the gardens and the places we go out to because one of the 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 shows we do is at the uh, the royal british legion uh in oxted and we basically use the there's a piece of grass at the back of their car park and we set up there and it's a lovely event and and the people come and support us yeah, is, I mean, is the fringe seen as a slightly more edgy thing than the regular uh, productions and so? I mean, it's, it's one of those things that you you tend to get in your head, uh, like you get the Edinburgh Fringe, where you've got all these experimental things going on. I mean, are we are we headed in that direction? Uh, we're not. Um, we've made it a comedy fringe. Uh, ah. We've decided that you know the world's got enough problems. We're trying to make people laugh. So nice um, idea. Where we really decided was sort of we do a, a couple of one-act plays, um, and obviously, so we, we go and do that. And in fact, for the first time ever, we're actually also going to Flower Farm and going to go and do a couple of one-act plays there. But it's all about the comedy, making people laugh. It's sort of, you know, 30 minutes, they can have a break, have a bit of eat, or have them to drink, and then another 30-minute th- one-act play. But it's about getting people to laugh. Sounds sounds like a whole lot of fun. And again, uh, we, as with lots of things to do with the pandemic, uh, lots of businesses, lots of organisations learned how to deal with things in a slightly different way and have come out the other side a slightly different organisation. Um, you are obviously continuing with the usual uh, uh, Oxley players uh, performances, but you've also got the Fringe now as well, which I, is, as you said, is it, well, it's pretty much another string to your bow, isn't it? It, it is. And, and of course, the other thing we also do, and we've had, I'm delighted to say, is a really vibrant uh, sort of young young Oxter players, or the Yops, as we call them. Yeah. Um, so we've always run, again, a couple of workshops with them um, for the kids to, to really get involved. And this is not, you know, we're not a stage school. It's not professional. It's not that level. But again, it's for any kids locally who get, are really interested, want to do something. Uh, we bring in someone, a, a guy called David Rowan, who's, who's very famous in the industry. He's brilliant with the kids. And he, within a week, he creates a little show that they then put on. Yeah. And what we've also did, every couple of years we used to do one show with them a year in the stage on the stage we're now going to do that every year because again it's i think in the last couple of years the kids really want to get involved and and it's a fantastic outlet for them it mm. really is yeah i, I mean how, how do you how do you get on with uh fight or getting new members or, or is it a case of you have a waiting list and there are plenty of uh people that want to get on stage that are uh, or build sets or whatever that approach you well, it's not. I mean, obviously, if people come and see our shows and they're interested, they do that. But it is something that we're always challenged with. And as I said, it's not just about coming on stage. It's, you know, yeah. we'd love people to come along and help build the scenery, come and do the props, come and build, um, you know, make costumes, do makeup, just get involved, even do front of house or get involved, whatever they can. It is a lot of fun. And uh, as you said, we've we've now got the Fringe. Uh, we've got our theatre shows. Um 
and also the other thing that we're trying to do as well we part of the when setting up the fringe but actually aligns more to what we're doing I also we always want this to be a community theater it's we are very part of the community and we're also trying to go out and, and I'm uh, going out to a couple of the the care homes and trying to get them giving them tickets to come along and see things so again people who haven't been able to get out come along and see the shows and, and for free and get involved in the theater we we really want to be you know we are the oxford players we want the people of oxford and of course the surrounding regions to come and see what we can do <laughs> probably one of the most positive spokespeople i've ever spoken to i do believe <laughs> i i love your enthusiasm for all of this now we're coming we're coming out the other side of uh, what's been a fairly horrendous two years and you you're getting back to putting on performances i i i'm guessing and you've got you've got one coming up fairly soon haven't you uh, we do, and um, I'm delighted. I'm, I'm actually directing it. Um, it's it's called the Thirty Nine Steps. So people may have heard of the Thirty Nine Steps, and they'll think of the the Was that Robert Hitch- Powell. Yeah, the Hitchcock film. Yeah. This, but this is not that, Tony. This is actually a comedy adaption that was done many years ago it was actually a huge west end hit uh it was it was basically based on the 39 steps you've still got the same you know center hero who is almost like a a hero a reluctant hero and he gets involved but you've got trains you've got planes you've got automobiles it's a sort of a combination between uh alfred hitchcock and monty python it, <laughs> it is just a wonderful oh, that's wonderful riot. yeah it's yeah. a wonderful riot of a show <laughs> it's the birds um, meet the lumberjack isn't it it, it is it is so <laughs> yeah we, we're doing that in the barn theater in uh at the sort of 17th to 21st of may and it said it's it's just one of the funniest things i've ever seen and it's been you know, so much fun to be involved with and the other fun part of it is although there's this whole scene and lots of things we've only got four actors and uh two of them actually play about 30 parts each wow well. so it's just uh, a rip roaring so fast that you got, you can't blink or you'll miss something that's that sounds incredible this is at the barn theater in oxted isn't it it absolutely is Tony. So yeah barn theater oxted.co.uk anybody wanting to come along and see this um is it sold out yet no, it isn't. Uh, please, you know, please come along. As I said, I think theatre is struggling a bit, and obviously where we're going. So there are tickets available. We'd love to you to come along and see it and, and see how much fun theatre can be. Yeah. How long does it take you to put together the, the these productions? Because, I mean, you said this one is basically for four performers, but some <laughs> of them have got 30 different parts. I mean, that sort of just blown my mind before I even start. But, I mean, well, how long does it take you to put this thing together? And who's brave enough to take on 30 parts in one evening? Uh, well, uh, that, that, I'll tell you a very funny story, first of all. So this actual show has taken two and a half years to put on because mm-hmm. it was due to go on just before the pandemic. Oh, I see. <laughs> Um, but something like this, I mean, normally we rehearse for eight to nine weeks uh, in advance of that. Um, it's it's obviously a set time, obviously from a production point of view. And something like this, which is probably one of the most technical things we've ever done, uh, takes a lot of work before that. But yeah, rehearsals are normally eight weeks beforehand. And uh, I mean, the guys who are doing the clowns... Um, um, I won't mention their names to not to embarrass them, but they've done an incredible job because every single part has to have a different accent, a different caricature. And it's literally they run off stage, put on a new coat, new hat and have to come out as a new person. See, this is not any old theatre company, is it? This is the Oxford Players Theatre Company. Absolutely. Yeah, you see, I love, I actually you know, love that. Uh, it's great. Forget, you know, forget Royal Shakespeare. Nah, they put <laughs> nothing on us. <laughs> okay, so anybody wanting to come see that can, can contact the Barn Theatre Oxford to get their their tickets. Is that right? 
Yeah, or, okay. or direct to the Oxted players as well. So All right, we'll, website, you we'll give out that one in a second. Um, now, the other thing is that you, you mentioned you put on two uh, productions a year. I'm guessing then, from what you've just told me, uh, you've got this one coming up in May. You're now working on uh, one for later on in the year, aren't you? We are indeed. And G- Give um, us a clue. Okay, so we're, we're going... For those of you who are old enough to remember the days, we're doing Hello, Hello. Oh, I remember Hello, Hello. Yeah, yes. so Rene. we're going back into the... Absolutely, René. Who's um, the one that's going to play the policeman? Because I think the language <laughs> speak of that is absolutely fabulous. As much as I've tried to do it, I can't. <laughs> Who? I think any... Well, we, we, we haven't actually cast. We're uh, actually going to be casting, uh, I think, in the next uh, two, three weeks. Um, so, again, if you're interested, come along and, and audition. We'd love to see you. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so that's that's happening uh, in October, and it's it's. I mean, again, it's it's almost a pastiche piece. It's definitely a dated piece, but it is as you know, it's so much fun. And the nice thing about this one, it wasn't. It's not just a an episode from the TV series. Yeah. This was written specifically for the stage as well. Um, so, but you've got all the famous characters, you know, Hair Flick and uh, yeah. the Colonel, etc. So it's, it's great fun. <laughs> sounds abs- it sounds absolutely wonderful. And of course, that in itself, uh, that particular pr- uh, performance or production uh, would put a smile on anybody's face, I'm sure. Uh, the, now, the other burning question I've got to know, I really have got to know about this. Are you you're doing pantomime this year, are you? Yes. What are you doing? Or is Cinderella. It- Cinderella. Oh, oh. Ah, okay. Yeah. I'm delighted to say we haven't done it for a while. So uh, a brand new script's been written by uh, a couple of our talented people that work with us anyway. So I'm bound actually... to say, oh, no, you haven't. <laughs> duty bound to say that. I can't believe you actually said that, Tony. <laughs> but yeah, no. So that's, yeah, that, that'll be out in January next year. So, yeah, we're excited about that as well. Hmm, okay, so uh, perhaps you can come back a little bit nearer the time and talk uh, and talk a little bit more about that one. But uh, yeah. we've we've run over time, Philip. It's been it's been really good to catch up with you today. Um, you've got uh, your performance in May. What did you say it was called again? Thirty nine steps. Thirty nine steps. That's the one. It's the Oxted Players. Oxtedplayers.co.uk. Uh, make inquiries there or to the Barn Theatre. Oxted.co.uk. So it's been yeah. really good to catch up with you today. Thank, Thank you, you for talking to us and oh. uh, good luck. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Thank and, you. And good luck to the actor who's doing all those parts in one go. <laughs> I'll pop that on for you. Thanks for now, Philip Fry. Thank you.